Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of year. There's so much different place to bet on. Whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play. money line, over-unders, totals, props, future. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Yo, what's happening, everyone? Oh, it's my favorite part of every day when I get to hang out with you fine folks here on Snaps, the Volume Sport Podcast and YouTube channel's daily college football show. Sorry, I got to pause my cozy Christmas jazz that I have playing in my ears. Mm. By the way, if you want a great Spotify playlist, and, and look, I think there's different moods. I think we may have even talked about this on Snaps. I'm not entirely sure, but at night, end of a long day, maybe a drink in hand, kids are asleep. The cozy Christmas jazz playlist on Spotify does not miss. And look, I love the old crooner stuff during certain parts of the day. I love the pop stuff during other parts. But that cozy jazz Christmas, it hits. It hits. Um, welcome into Snaps. I'm your host, T-Bob Bear, joined as always by my fellow host, Mr. Aaron Murray, who has quite the busy day today. Catch him on ESPN2. On College Football Live here in a little bit, as well as on the radio. In fact, due to the magic of pre-recording, he'll actually be on both at once. Literally splitting his consciousness because he is just overflowing. Aaron Murray has entered with the multiverse of takes. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. He is so overflowing with takes that like some sort of 90s sitcom where you have too <laughs> many dates going on at once, the only way to get it done is to try to date both girls at once. So catch Aaron Murray furiously running back mm -hmm. and forth between the two tables while having to come up with excuses like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, I got to get this stain out. Oh, I got to take this call. Very excited to see. Aaron, what's going on, man? Well, I'm just a little bit disappointed that that uh, later today on College Football Live from 4 to 5, they wouldn't let me wear, if you want to talk about cozy, jazz, nice whiskey, uh, little old-fashioned, get the fireplace going, snaps, sweater. Yeah, look at it. I mean, it's a beautiful is, sweater. Look at this. I, I do love our baby blue sweater. I think it's, it's beautiful. It, it goes well. Um, but I'm more of a... Um, what's a sweater without the pockets and the hoodie? What is this considered? Crew, a crew neck sweater. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is, is it? Okay. What do you mean? No. Okay. The, 
I don't know. <laughs> Wait, get you get you a snaps was, crew neck sweater for a, the holiday season. <laughs> just didn't really that was quite right the no to throw sweatshirt. out despite having this sweatshirt. No, just okay, sweatshirt. sure. I don't. I, yeah, uh, just a sweater. I don't know. I've always thought of a hoodie as something that has a zipper. I've thought of a sweatshirt mm -hmm. as like a sweater with a hood, and then I always just called that a dad shirt or like a dad sweater, dad sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, it, but I agree. I sweater. love those. Yeah, if only the volume wouldn't have sent me the dad sweatshirt in like a large, uh, which I don't know what that's about. What were you trying to like, mm. or are you trying to carry Fisher me? Right. Are you, are you trying to George Lucas, like tell me to lose some LBs? Cause that's pretty, that's a workplace malpractice problem. And I don't Eesh. want to be the one to bring a lawsuit, but being a local radio man, I am no stranger to personal injury attorneys. Okay. So uh, if I don't get a crew neck sweater and a double X pretty soon here, I, Let's just say I should get a double neck, a double neck sweater pretty soon here. Okay. We're all across that. Um, a huge thank you, seriously, though, to the volume and Uncle Colin for having us here to FanDuel, making show happen. Sign up, promo code SNAPS. Uh, if you enjoy this, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, um, rate and review the podcast like that. Subscribe to it if you like it, right? If you really do. But that's just like a great way to help us out uh all right we got a good show planned for you today um we're gonna dive into uh look there's some reports out there at texas oklahoma we're gonna be joining the sec maybe sooner rather than later who's better positioned to have success uh we'll break down how ohio state will look to beat uga uh coming up in the playoff and then uh with the news that jalen hyatt which is some breaking news right before the show started blitnikoff winner in tennessee great jalen hyatt leaving for the draft will not play in the bowl game but the bigger question is with hyatt tillman hooker and company gone can hoipel continue this level of success uh we'll get to all of it and more uh, all right let's start though at the top the sec the rich get richer as uh, Brett McMurphy is reporting that, quote, there is a desire on many fronts for this to get done. This being Texas and OU joining the SEC in 2024 rather than 2025. Now, Brett Yormack, the commissioner of Big 12, has said that uh, he is open to this, but that any deal, first and foremost, has to make sense for the Big 12. Uh, what I realized in reading about this, Aaron, I didn't realize this. Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU are all joining next year. That yeah. means in a wonderful bit of college football absurdity, you will have the Big 12 go from 10 teams to 14 teams. They just can't get it right. Then the Big 12, they just can't find. Well, you know what? Look, maybe in a couple of years, and when Ohio State or when Oklahoma Tech's join, they will finally be back to 12 teams. But look, I'm a fan of this move happening in 2024, first and foremost, because you got the expanded playoff coming then. At least it looks yep. like it will be. You have USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten in 2024. So let's figure out a way. Let's come to the table, folks. Let's like get the deal done. And let's have just like a couple of years of stability in college football, right? Where we make all these grand sweeping changes at once. And then let's let it play out over a couple of years. I'm with you, man. Let's just get it over with. Let's just, let's just say okay, 2024. This is what college football is going to look like. I think the bigger question is, is Texas and Oklahoma ready for the jump? Uh, I think financially they're, they're, they're excited. I mean, to make the jump to the SEC, we know the new package that ESPN is going to be paying the SEC to, to have the rights to every single SEC game, whether you'll catch it on ESPN, ABC, SEC Network. So financially, hell yeah, we want to go. But are you ready on the football field to take the step from, from a, I think, a quality conference, a conference that was – uh, I think very competitive this year to the big boys, to the major leagues, to essentially the the the, the next step to what what we watch on on Sunday with the NFL. Like that is what the SEC is. And you're Texas, you're Oklahoma. You think you're the biggest, baddest dudes because you pick on Oklahoma State because you pick on Texas Tech. Now are you ready to pick on Alabama? Are you ready to pick on Georgia and and Tennessee and LSU? Are you ready for that heat? I don't think they're ready for that. But yes, they want to get there. I think I think for them, there there's a huge sales pitch to kids in the state of Texas, to kids on the West Coast that, hey, you know, we're part of the SEC. We're part of the best conference in America. We have more money than anyone else. Uh, we're going to have the best facilities. We're going to have the best this, that. We got great NIL opportunities. 
uh, the fans, I, just being around Oklahoma fans and talking with buddies that go to Oklahoma, uh, that, that, that went to Oklahoma, they are some of the most passionate fans out there. Now they're super excited to join the best conference in America. So it, it makes a lot of sense. But to think that those two schools, because of their history, are going to automatically jump into this conference and, and have success day one, that ain't going to happen, T-Bob. I think you both, you and I both can agree on that one. It is going to take a couple years and, 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 and more talented prospects through the portal and through, through the high school ranks for them to be very competitive in this league. What are we defining as success? A playoff appearance in a 12-team playoff? Because, I mean, I agree with you. I don't see them suddenly, like, passing up Kirby Smart and no. winning an SEC championship. But I don't – I mean, look, man. Well, okay, let, let, let's get in it in terms of maybe who is better positioned to have success between the two. And then maybe we can get into this idea of, okay, now that we think this team is positioned better, how high can they go? Um, because, look, you look at Texas. Texas seemed pretty ready to take on Alabama earlier this year. And that's a Texas team that in theory should – only get better with another year under Sark. Um, in terms of who I think is more prepared, I think this would be very easy just a year ago. If Lincoln Riley was still at Oklahoma, it would be Oklahoma. Uh, with Brent Venables at Oklahoma, I think the answer is Texas. And I say this as someone who really doesn't believe in Steve Sarkeesian. Like, I've been painfully clear mm -hmm. about that. I mean, if you just look at Oklahoma, uh, the recent sample size does not make you feel very good. Like under Brent Venables, uh, the defense remained just as bad as it always was under Lincoln Riley, and yeah. the offense got worse. And I'm not just saying that. They were eighth in the Big 12. Remember, out of 10 teams, don't be confused by Big 12. Eighth in the Big 12 in scoring defense, ninth in total defense. Um, they were bad. They were really bad here in year one. Uh, honestly, though, Aaron, more than anything, why I don't like Oklahoma – uh, going in to the SEC, and it does trace back to Venables, but it traces back to that quote that Brent Venables had <clears throat> about being committed to Oklahoma, where he was like, don't commit to Oklahoma unless you're committed. Like, you're not going to be allowed to take other visits. Like, if you're committed, we want you all in. Like, we want you married. Like, that's just being committed. to one. Don't commit here if you're not ready to actually abide by it and if you still want to go visit other places. <clears throat> and I understand what Venables is getting at. And in a perfect world, that would be the case. The guy commits, and you can go ahead and essentially sign him that day, and you no longer have to worry about it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I understand just with basic human empathy why a coach would want that to be the case. But the problem is it feels at odds. That quote does. It feels very out of touch to me with the current generation and the current reality of college football. And to me, it shows someone who is pining for something unrealistic rather than the accepting the reality at hand and make no mistake. The reality at hands, especially now with the portal, yep. the reality is recruiting never ends. It's yep. like squints in the sandlot telling the story, you know, forever. You got to suck these guys forever. Now you're never off your knees because the second mm -hmm. you get up, they end up going elsewhere. I don't care if they're a junior or a senior or a sophomore because everybody has years of eligibility left and everybody can leave now. So maybe I'm reading too much into this. They do have a very good recruiting class right now. They're eighth in the two, four, seven composite, but I don't feel good about Venables. OU took a huge step back. I don't think there's any evidence that it's going to improve under Venables. I say Texas is better suited than Oklahoma. Well, both have great recruiting classes right now. So I'm just like on 247 at the moment. Texas yep. is number five. Uh, Oklahoma is number eight. I think the, 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 the interesting topic, and this is going to be something like, okay, when you, when you make the, st the, the jump from your conference to the SEC, um, there is a level of expectation because there's already a level of expectation for those fan bases. Like, let's, let's be serious. Like Texas – Texas thinks that, you know, their fans, that their shit don't think that they should be a team that, that should be fighting for championships year in and year out. That's just, that's Texas football. Uh, they think they're the best. I think they have the best high schools. I think they're the best recruits, the best university, their tradition, all that. So they think that, okay, we are well equipped to make this step into the next, to the big boy leagues. And same thing with Oklahoma a little bit as well. But if, 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 especially for Oklahoma, because I don't anticipate Sark next year struggling, and they could. I mean, you're losing your best running back in B. John Robinson. Um, your quarterback, who we thought was, was great to start the season off, kind of was a hit or miss at the end of the season. I thought he probably should have get Ben's. Hudson Card. Yeah, he was bad. Hudson Card is in the transfer portal right now. 
you do get a Manning, but is he going to be ready as a true freshman to be the starter? I don't think he's going to be ready, but I think that he may get every opportunity to win the starting job next year. But if both teams say, say it happens, say 2024, boom, we come to something by the, by this summertime that's saying that Texas and Oklahoma will be making the official move to the ICC come the following football season. Say Oklahoma goes seven and five, say Texas goes eight and four. And, and, and not a real major improvement on either side of the football where it looks like, okay, we're, we're ready to take that next step. Does, does either team make the move at the quarterback or the, excuse me, the head coaching position? I think that that's going to be the big talking, talking point. And this will be Venable's second season. This will be Sark's third season, still very, very early in their tenure at those universities. But there is a, a we don't want to get embarrassed type mentality of of when we do jump into the SEC, T. Bob, do you think that either team would make the move and decide to move on from their head coach at that point? If if both seasons um, are are average to below average next season, yeah, you're saying if they gave him two years, absolutely. I mean, that would be that would be a yeah. more than large enough sample size with Steve Sarkeesian, and unfortunately for Brent Venables, the panic created by this year although look i think oklahoma fans are doing a lot of mental gymnastics to kind of explain it away and rightfully so it's year number one okay relatively small sample size give them a little time though again in this new age of college football i think it's fair to also have an expectation of things turning around faster because we've seen have a, multiple a examples of, of it get successful t bob who's that lincoln riley exactly Exactly, right? So so we have that. We have uh, Mel Tucker of a year ago. We have Brian Kelly winning the West with a, a group that had 39 available players for a bowl game, right? Like, yep. so it can happen immediately. It didn't happen for Brent, but I'm still, I'm, I'm not willing to say that he can't turn around, but I, not you know, that it is possible, but I don't, I just don't think he's the guy. I don't yeah. think Steve Sarkeesian's maybe the guy, but I think he's more of the guy than Venables is. And I get what Big Red is saying in the chat, Big Red 243, um, talked about Venables getting an All-American in the portal yesterday, uh, getting approved for new facilities. Uh, they do have a very good recruiting class this year. Maybe I'm completely misreading the room. Maybe I'm completely wrong on Brent Venables. Uh, again, I just don't know. There, There is no former resume, no head coach at a smaller school, uh, nothing like that to pull from. We have someone who has been under Dabo's wing forever and is now out on his own, and he had a really bad year one. But again, everything else looks good, like on on off the football field. So maybe he is the guy. Uh, I still think Texas seems a bit better suited, which is, you know, look, I, I think from just a pure brand and football history standpoint, Oklahoma is unquestionably the better school. Um, so no, if Venables no, is not. the guy, then I'm going to be wildly wrong. Yeah, they are. Look at look at look at like national championships, Heisman winners. Oklahoma has yes, always yes, been better I, I than Texas. That. Yes, but if if Tiba, if you go ask any recruit in America, whether college transfer portal or or just a high school kid, what's the more recognizable brand? It's still Texas. Texas is still the bigger brand. While Oklahoma may have more this or that, it, it's still Okay, maybe it, I shouldn't it, have included brand. Maybe I shouldn't have included brand in there. Just more the brands, maybe maybe yeah. a football success history. Oklahoma has had yeah. vastly more football success yep. than has uh, we Texas. Have been tricked. We have all been tricked into the Texas brand. Texas. Yes, yeah. we have all been tricked into this Texas brand. And I, a few times this year, have jumped onto this Texas's back, and we've done it year after year after year. And yes, they've had a couple good years here or there. And yes, for those fans that want to hate on me and Georgia, that's they did beat us in the Sugar Bowl. Um, but we will always be tricked because it's Texas, because we, 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 we see the, the burnt orange. We see, um, uh, the, 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 the talent that's coming out of the state. We see the resources that they have. We see the money that is put into it. And we automatically think, oh, it's Texas. They have to be good. Or, oh, it's Texas. They have C. Sarkeesian. They're going to get better. Oh, it's, they got a Manning. They're going to get better. We keep finding ways to try and bring Texas football back. When yeah. they haven't been back in a long damn time, they haven't been back since since Colt McCoy walked off that campus back in what 2008. Since he got knocked out of the game, national championship game versus Alabama, Texas has been very irrelevant. They've had a season or two yeah. here or there, but the consistency level has not been. We keep trying to force this subject, and I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. And I don't know once again that that, that if you just insert a Manning, that all of a sudden poof, magic's going to occur. 
that this team is going to obviously all of a sudden going to have success. I think they're going to be joining a conference where I will say this, Georgia's well positioned much more than Texas is to win a championship. Alabama still is positioned way more uh, to, to have success and win a national championship with, with, with Nick Saban still at the helm. I would say LSU, your boys are more positioned with, with owning the state of Louisiana to have success and win. Let's not forget like in the state of Texas, you know, with, with how bad it is and how stinky it is right now at Texas A&M with Jimbo, they're still recruiting pretty well. They just got a five-star commit the other day. They're going to be fine. You still have to, to, to buy that state up pretty well where I know Louisiana, if you're a top recruit, you're going to go to LSU. If you're a top recruit in the state of Georgia, you're going to go to Georgia. If you're a top, top recruit in the state of Alabama, most likely you're going to go to Alabama. Um, huh. I just don't think Texas, when they what? join the big boys, yeah, I just don't think Texas, when they join the big boys, are going to have the same sort of talent that those other schools have that I just mentioned. In your so, own conference. In your own conference. Um, I'm proud of you, Aaron. You passed the test, right? I laid the Texas trap out for you, and you passed the test. Earlier this season, we decided that we were going to tattoo never again with Texas. Will I go to kick that football? I will never get Lucy to get into this thing, and you passed the test. Uh, that said, when I say I think Texas is better positioned than OU right now, I am with you overall. I don't think they're any threat to the greater SEC power structure. Uh, I, I still think I'm, I'm going to have to wait and have that proven to me before I give them the benefit of the doubt. I guess just somewhere along the line, I became a huge Brent Venables hater. And I'm sorry, Big Red. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I, end up, uh, maybe I end up being wrong. Um, hey, guys. Okay, first off, uh, Zuby Woom Woom. <laughs> That's a funny name. Zuby Wum Wum in the chat. Uh, we did not skip Mike Leach uh, two shows in a row. We did a show yesterday all about him. You should go check it out. It was very fun, very cathartic in a lot of ways. And the bottom line, we do want to mention Mike Leach today. Put Mike Leach in the Hall of Fame, okay? He has a 59.6 career win percentage. The requirement is 60%. Mike Leach coached at schools that were traditionally awful. It would be the height mm -hmm. of absurdity and commitment to uh, ridiculous technicality if you were not going to put a man who had such a massive imprint on the day uh, on on this current era of college football in to the Hall of Fame. So so as far as the Mike Leach conversation today, uh, absolutely someone who so deeply touched and transformed this game needs to be celebrated for all time by being enshrined in those immortal halls. Well, he, he 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 essentially him and mummy created a brand new offense that has changed the game of football i mean i was just on a coach's call i yeah. i've you know i have the fcs semifinal game um this week at north dakota state versus incarnate word and and just talking with incarnate word and their their coach and what they run a lot of it is is based on he said 40 50 percent of our offense is based on what we've seen from the air raid offenses these vertical option concepts that we see when we watch the tape there it is it is it is every offense nowadays you if you turn on the tape and you watch spread offenses there's a lot of confidence our concepts excuse me in ways that people run certain routes and the options they give receivers and quarterbacks to kind of freelance a little bit at times goes back and stems from what mike leach started and what he's made popular so yes a man that has had that much success in places like texas tech and 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 Washington State and Mississippi State and won the games that he won and then has, has, has changed and has touched, I would say, 70% of offenses, if not more, right now in college football that have a little piece of what he does deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I really disagree with this idea that Bilbo says Air Raid is a gimmick, but um, mm -mm. I don't know that I want the show to get taken over by that so we can have that conversation another day uh brum i got a quick question um you know i just had a kid sometimes life can feel like a bit of a fever dream with kind of the lack of sleep and everything uh i don't know if we talked about it is there a report that bobby petrino's going to be the texas a and moc is this happening yeah. that that is not there was a report that that was going to happen there is no like confirmation on that like that has not been what? confirmed but there was a report that was uh monday like i think it was last monday we did it last week, oh Eric. Oh, my God. We did that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm we sorry. Never talked I just, about I just, it. No, we never talked about it. But 
What we talked about was the fact that for Christmas they should get Dan Mullen as their new OC, but we did not talk about. We never did. Uh, I think for, the, I think the motorcycle things like it happened over. I think it happened over the weekend. Yeah. And yeah. Like just we never talked about motorcycle, motorcycle man. Cycle, yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's almost like A and M kind of saw Auburn and was like, okay. Okay, okay, let's see. I'll I'll see your Hugh Freeze and I'll raise you. Like at a time when, like you said, Texas feels kind of so exciting. Uh, They're going to bring Bobby Petrino in as the crown jewel to attract those kids, man. I I think that's wild. Anyway, let's get to the Peach Bowl. As uh, your Bulldogs are going to be taking on uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Just a beautiful chef's kiss Mm. of a 1-4 matchup. Uh, But here's the deal, Aaron. We all know that it's likely that Georgia dominates this game. At least the law of transitive sports properties maybe lean towards that. But if you were to create a path for Ohio State, you who know this Georgia team so well, what does the path look like? Like when you lay your tiny little doggy head at bed at night and you're dreaming of chasing down cars and chewing on milk bones, uh, what fears creep in to those dreams? Well, I think for them, and it's unfortunate, Henderson is is now out for the game. He's going to have surgery. Yeah. Uh, Travion Henderson, one of their, their, their top running backs. Um, I think this is a game where you want to, two things, run the football and then be able to stop the run. And 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 I say run the football, and people are like, oh, well, they throw the ball so well, and that's C.J. Stroud, and they got Marvin Harrison Jr. Why not attack Georgia, who struggles against the pass? You saw it versus LSU. We saw it last year versus Alabama. But you have to be able to set that up. The problem is, if you can't run the football, and Georgia just plays too high and, and keeps Chris Smith back and, and Starks back and and is able to to essentially give some support to Keeley and to, 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 to Kamari Lasser on the outside, it's going to be tough. Like it is not easy as a former quarterback. It is not easy to throw the football versus cover two. It sucks. There's not a lot of holes out there when it's cover two and there's a six man box. What do you want to do? They want to run the football. You want to invite a safety to have to come into the box. So, so for Ohio state, the, the, the goal shouldn't be let's go out there and start throwing the ball down the field and let's go out there and attack these corners and throwing go balls and mm-hmm. post routes and corners and all that. Yes. You want to eventually do that, but just like any good offense, you have to set it up. You have to find a way to yeah. get that safety in the box. You have to find a way to get one-on-one coverage. So I think for Ohio State, it's can we run the football? And and like I said, it, it, it's, a, it's a massive loss knowing that one of your top running backs would not be in this game. I think that really hurts their chances of having consistent success against this defense. If you're going to be one-dimensional against Georgia, I don't care if it's pass or run, you're going to have issues. So um, run the football, run the football, run the football find a way to get some one-on-one opportunities. And then when you do get those opportunities, you know, like I said before the LSU game, you got to take your shot. You can't be afraid if you, as soon as you get anywhere near the 50 to just dial it up. If you say, okay, man, I'm kind of feeling that, that, that Kirby smart's going to dial up some sort of pressure or single high coverage. We're just going to go for it. We're going to say, F it. We're going balls to the wall. You got to take your chance. Yeah. Garrett Nussmeyer. Sorry. Like there's, there's, we got to take our shots. And then on the defense side of the football, it's simple. It's obviously easier said than done. But, you know, you got to stop Brock Bowers. Stop Brock. Mm-hmm. It, it, stop Brock. Stop Darnell. And, 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 and force Stetson to win the football game by throwing to A.D. Mitchell and Ladd McConkey. Uh, and then same thing, like I talk about, like, can you run the football? Can you also stop the run? They did a great job in the first half versus Michigan you know, kind of left their guys on an aisle on the back mm-hmm. end and that hurt them, but they've shown the ability here or there to slow down a running game. Can you put the game into Stetson's hands? Can you force Stetson to go out there and be the milkman, the, the mailman, whatever you want to call him, be a, a Heisman finalist type football player? That's what I would do. I would still say, okay, if we're going to lose the game, we're going to force Stetson to throw for three or four touchdowns, and then we're going to find a way to, to run the football on our side as well. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, 
to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What up, y'all? T-Bob here inviting you to start the NFL week off the correct way with some NFL same-game parlay insurance from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Look, I love this deal because it doesn't matter if you're new or existing customer. If you make a four-legged Thursday night football same-game parlay and fall one leg short, don't worry, you get free bets back. So, you want to try to build that bigger payday, maybe get a little lucky? Hey, last couple times, this blind squirrel's found a couple of nuts in the last couple of these ads. Let's see if we can do it once again. Seahawks, Niners. First off, I don't like the Niners quarterback situation. We're going to go Seattle plus the three and a half at home. That said, Niners defense elite. We're going to go Geno Smith under 243 and a half yards passing. We're going to go Christian McCaffrey over 78 and a half yards rushing and a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown score. We're talking a plus 1400 parlay here. Okay, 10 bucks when you're $141.74. So, look, you like that? You think it's stupid? Guess what? You can download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and build your own. Remember, FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So, Marylanders, make sure you take advantage of the great action. Also, a lot of great offers built just for you. So, every single Thursday, it's here for you. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use the promo code SNAPS if you don't already have an account. And let's make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, okay, so I've got a few questions. And, yes, I, I do agree with you in terms of Ohio State. Obviously, you got to find a way to stop the tight ends. Uh, but I think the great mistake that Ohio State made against Michigan was even though they gave up the big plays to McCarthy, uh, it kind of caused them to then start playing more coverage and the run game started to hit. Like, I think Ohio State should have said F it and just kept going one-on-one. -on -one. Like, okay, I'm going to yeah. make McCarthy keep doing this. I'm, I'm going to make him keep hitting Big plays of me throughout this game. The problem is Jordan's probably a bit better, but like I trust Stetson way more uh, in that situation to win that game. Um, Cody Brunet says LSU had like 40 rushing yards and threw for 500. They didn't set up anything. Uh, I guess the easy counter argument there, Cody, would be, but they lost by 20. 
Uh, yeah. So th- th- you th- put th- up numbers, well. but contextually, yeah, contextually they were empty numbers where I don't mind if you're putting up stats, if you're not going to actually have a chance of winning the games. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Rusty, Rusty Spooner says, let's go Buckeyes. Georgia thinks they got this in the bag, LMFAO. Last time my Buckeyes ranked number four, we won the national championship. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Smith are going to give the ATL puppies a reality check. Ooh, Aaron you Murray, sounds like you're about, to get them, about to get them claws trimmed, dog. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm, I am hoping, if, if I'm an Ohio State player, uh, I'm hoping for a good turnout. I think that's still the one thing that still amazes me when I go back and think about the SEC championship game. It was it was eighty to twenty. It was ninety to ten. How does that amaze you? Georgia fans, in what to- world does that amaze you? Why should a, the poorest uh, citizen of the one of the poorest states in the country, Louisiana, spend their hard earned money watching that shit show that was about to happen? Like LSU did not stand a chance in it that was, game. No, T Bob. It was it was competitive. It was competitive early. They looked good at times. And you can't tell me as a player, when you go into a supposed neutral site, and yes, you understand the heading in, like, okay, we're in the state of Georgia. It's not neutral. More Georgia fans. Okay, I'm explaining my point. It's going to be more Georgia fans, but it shouldn't be 80 to 20. It shouldn't be 90 to 10, uh, red and black, essentially owning the stadium and it feeling like it was a game played in Sanford, not in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. First off. Uh, Atlanta is Sanford for Georgia. Uh, you can drive there. And, and, and I mean, Athens is an hour away. Um, secondly, I would have been interested to see where the numbers had been had LSU like come out and kicked A&M's ass, right? But yeah. make no mistake, this is why the A&M game mattered so much to LSU. It completely deflated the fan base. Took away any playoff hope. Like it felt just shitty. It made you realize, okay, no, we don't have a chance against Georgia, so I'm not surprised at all by that. Like, Ohio State should show up much better. Ohio State fans, even though, again, they're at a huge geographic disadvantage, uh, though it's a four seed, I think that's, you know, well-deserved. Ohio State fans should show up and travel better than LSU fans did. You would hope so. You would hope so. But, like, we talked about it. Like, what what, what would you rather go to if you're an LSU fan? Would you rather go to an SEC championship game, a, a chance to support your team, maybe get a banner? Um, I mean, let's not forget, like, you think, like, oh. I'd rather go to the Citrus Bowl and go to Orlando, dude. But I love theme parks, so I'm not the right person I get, to ask I get, I get the fact that that you lost to A&M and, and the wind was knocked out of your sails, but you still beat Alabama. So, like, if yeah, you're good enough awesome. to beat Alabama <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that adrenaline in the stadium and the excitement around LSU football and, 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 and the belief in Brian Kelly and what you're building, why would you not – give them an opportunity versus Georgia. If you still put Alabama and Georgia on the same pedestal, why would you not give them an opportunity versus UGA and, and at least show up to the game and make it a little bit more of a, a hey, man, we're here to support our boys. Like, it's, it was depressing. Like, I'm an OSU you player. Have, have, I'm, I'm literally depressed looking at that stadium. You have sidetracked this conversation, um, but Alabama and Georgia are no, not on the it, same it, it, level this year. Not this year. They they are overall program wise, but they are not on the same level this year. Like Alabama, was what's a bigger win? Would what, what, what's a not bigger elite. win? What what would Alabama? If LSU fans not not saying, oh, they would definitely choose. Yes, sir. Go choose Alabama. I'm yeah. not saying it, one is for an SC championship game, but it, you would choose Alabama. Like that to me, that to me, that's a bigger win for them. So. But this goes this will circle back. Like this does go back to the fact that like, what do Ohio State fans feel right now? Like we 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 got our butts whooped by Michigan. Georgia beat the living crap out of Michigan last year. And yes, it's a new season, but we do view Georgia as the better version of Michigan. Do we want to waste our hard-earned money to go down to Atlanta? We don't have our one of our best receivers. We don't have one of our best running backs. Our defense isn't as good as we thought it would be. Why do we want to go down to Atlanta to go witness? A, a a massacre there in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. No, 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 What's no, 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 What's go, the go look at Jedi. Go look at our boy Jedi Rusty Spooner in the chat. He doesn't feel that way. He says Tommy Eichenberg's about to show you what uh, our our linebackers are really like. Like Ohio State fans yeah, don't think uh, they're bad. Ohio State fans think they just had a bad day against Michigan. Ohio State fans have lost like five games in like five years. Uh, they have NFL talent all over the field. They are as talented or, you know, 1A, 1B maybe with Georgia in terms of NFL talent. So I I don't think 
the similarities between where the LSU fan base confidence was and the Ohio State fan base confidence was is similar at all. Ohio State fans feel like they have one, but they feel like they belonged in the playoff. They didn't get lucky to make the playoff. Ohio State fans feel like this is their birthright. And now that they got back in, that they're about to make a run and win a national championship a la the last time that they got in as the four seed. So I think I think Ohio State fans will travel well. Uh, unfortunately, all the fans in the world probably doesn't prepare you for beating a UGA team that has proven to be all but unbeatable when they give you, uh, when they fully focus their what, eye. What are you taking right now? So Georgia at the moment is a six and a half point favorite. I'm kind. I would kind of lean towards Georgia with the points here. Six and a half is not as big as I thought that would be. I wouldn't either. I find it so hard to trust Ryan Day. I mean, in a game like this where Ohio State's maybe a better matchup because of their skill positions and NFL talent's going to be relatively great? equal. Like, there's a bunch of NFL guys on that Ohio State O line to try to block Jalen Carter and company. Like, I should take Ohio State with a six and a half, but I just don't know if I trust Ryan Day no. in big games. He no, hasn't, I, he, I, he hasn't I trust, really had it yet. I trust. I trust Kirby uh, and, and that defensive staff with with more time to prepare to get ready to slow down that offense, especially without the running game, especially with with you know your your top receiver not coming back. Um, so I do try, I, to me when I look at it. So that that's a six and a half point spread. TCU Michigan's a seven and a half point spread. I think that game's going to be closer of a football game. I think TCU is good enough to win that football game. I really do. The more that I've gone back and watched TCU this year. The more that I've gone back and watched Michigan, uh, I think that is a, a, a extremely competitive four quarter football game. And if if you tell me that's a four quarter game, and 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 it's a close game, I think TCU has the ability to win that football game as well. I don't think Ohio State has a shot to beat Georgia. I really don't. I just gave every you know all the reasons why or or what Ohio State needs to do in order to win. I don't think that happens. I don't think they find a way to run the football. I think Jalen Carter and that defense will stop them. Once again, I think they're going to be have enough success on first and second down to play a little bit more two high safeties and then still be able to get after C.J. Stroud. And then on the other side, I think Georgia will be able to run the football against this offense and our defense for Ohio State. I think they will be able to – they're just – they're better. Just straight up, Georgia's the better football team. Uh-huh. I think TCU, with their improvements on defense, and I think with 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 Dugan and, 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 and the receiver and, and all that, I think – I still don't know how good Michigan is. They look great for Ohio State. I get that, but I just have seen too many instances this year where I'm like, I don't trust J.J. McCarthy still. I do not trust J.J. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. And last thing I'll say, because we got to move on to Tennessee, um, Bilbo back and saying Ohio State played their playoff game against Michigan got exposed. Again, y'all, like I loved doing the Michigan-Ohio State postgame show. It was fascinating. We do have to remember this was a one-game sample size. Like, we're making a lot of declarative statements over one-game sample size. And it gets it. It's all we have to draw on. And Michigan and Georgia are similar in styles. But also, it means that all Ohio State has worked on since that game is how does this not happen again, which would also, in theory, prepare them maybe for a Georgia, though. Georgia's offense is something completely different than Michigan's. Andy J says, thoughts on a bowl game in Mexico like the Patron Classic? We need more vacation destination bowls and get rid of the Birmingham bowls. I don't think you need to get rid of Birmingham bowls. I love a good small town bowl, but I mean, I love tequila. I love mezcal. I love Mexican beaches. I love margaritas. I love Mexican cuisine. I love Mexican men. I love Mexican women. I love everything about Mexico. So you don't have to tell me twice. I would absolutely go insane for a Mexican bowl game. It would be awesome. These things right. are self evident. Tennessee, uh, let's do Tennessee. Will Tennessee be a one-hit wonder? Uh, that is the question. As Jalen Hyatt, the reigning Blitnikoff winner, has declared for the NFL, he will skip the bowl may game. That means Tillman's out, Hooker's out. They're all gone. Um, at the beginning of this conversation, Aaron, first off, what is the baseline? Let's set a baseline. What is success now for Tennessee coming off of a ten-win year? Like, 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 what is, what is yeah. the number? What, what are expectations? Have to hit like, this is a good year. Mm, I think, I think they are at a point. I think a lot of fans will say this nine. I think nine. I think, I think they, they, nine and three. I they agree. Have completely agree. Nine and three. I think, I think nine and three is the worst that Hypo can do without stirring the pot and, and getting fans pissed off. I think, I think that's, that's where they are. You know, you win seven games last year, you jumped to 10 this year. 
Um, I wish Hyatt was playing. I think they're going to beat Clemson. I think they're, they're I think they, they, they still will, you know, Clemson's also having a couple of guys on the defensive line opt out of this game. Um, I think they win. I think they do get to 11 wins, but I think nine is now the bottom. Like you have to win at least nine games per year. And I do think they're talented enough to do it. Um, you know, I, I, I call me crazy. You know, I, 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 I watched every game from Joe Milton a year ago when, when he was a starter before Henning took over, he was wildly erratic with the football couldn't hit guys down the field that were wide open. I go back to that Pittsburgh game. But what he's done this season, when he's come in there in trash time, and then what he looked like last week has been really impressive. And the, and the more you talk to the staff, um, they just can't rave enough about how much he has matured as a quarterback this season with, with Hennon as being that guy in the locker room, their roommate. So I do think you will see a much improved Joe Milton next season. They got a top quarterback coming in from the state of California. They got another good yeah. quarterback, Tavian Jackson, on the roster already. So as we know in this offense with what Heupel does, if you have a quarterback, you're going to have success. You can get receivers. This offense will attract top receivers from across the country. Yeah. They will be able to handpick guys from the portal and say, okay, we need – you want to go win. They just won – their receiver, Jalen Hunt, just won the award for best receiver in the country. That goes a long way in this mm -hmm. offense. I get yeah. to go to Tennessee – I get to go make a ton of money. Their, their collective's doing a great job. They're paying that quarterback $8 million over four years. Like, you know they got money yep. to spend. I get to play in the SEC. I get to play in this offense, and I have a chance to get stupid numbers like Jalen just produced this season. So, uh, I, like I said, I think as long as you have a quarterback, which they're stockpiling quarterbacks right now, as long as you have a guy back there, receivers will come. And, and the offense will continue to excel. And if your offense is scoring 40, 50 points per game, you're going to win nine plus games per season. So uh, have ultimate faith in, in what Heifel's building right now. Uh, I agree um, on all counts, really. You, it's funny because you almost like you, it's almost like you read my notes, but I know you didn't because you don't have, even have access to them and you win it anyway, even if you did. Um, but yeah, he mobilized a fan base that already has cultish buy and they got money to spend. Uh, Neal and Stadium is one of the best environments in all of college football. And although like Tennessee as a state doesn't produce a ton of talent geographically, they're close enough to everything where they can go grab guys and they're pretty alluring. Like you want to throw deep balls. You want to like have big plays, catch big touchdowns. You want to play in front of a hundred thousand want to make some money. Tennessee is there. Look at the current recruiting rankings. They're nine in the two, four, seven composite right now. And look, I don't care about individual recruits because they go boom or bust all the time but on the macro recruiting rankings matter it's one of the reasons why i'm so down on tennessee and oklahoma is that even despite having years and excuse me texas and oklahoma is despite having years and years of good team rankings they have underperformed relative to their talent in a big 12 conference that does not have nearly as much talent as they have tennessee on the other hand has overperformed under hypel so what happens then when you give him better talent that ceiling has to go up. Um, and if you want to know why the SEC is so good, if you count Oklahoma Texas in there right now, T Tennessee's ninth in the country, sixth in the SEC, uh, fourth without that, uh, the, without counting those And they're recruiting well, teams. too. So, you want to talk about bringing yeah, better I mean. talent? I mean, yeah, exactly. They, 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 that's they, what I'm saying. Nine, they, they, they nine. Yeah. Yes, it's going yeah. great. Also, I mean, look, I think Hypo creates schematic advantages, like you said, yeah. that can carry over to multiple generations of personnel and sure maybe hooker is like a peak and you got to go through a bit of a valley before you hit on that quarterback again but i don't think the valley will be that low i think hypo systems okay. has still kind of raised the floor and the nicholas I'm quarterback Leva, he's had. i don't know if i'm pronouncing yeah yeah exactly look at every quarterback he's had like yes hendon may be the best but i mean go back to like what Gil dylan gabriel was doing there at ucf like his offensive system and i'm once i'm not taking any anything away from the play of Hendon Hooker or, or Dylan Gabriel, but there are certain systems that are just extremely quarterback friendly um, that you know you're going to have success and put up crazy stats. And this is just one of them. Is this an offense? Is this a football team that 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 can win championships? I don't know, but is it, a, is it an offense just like Lincoln Riley that runs at USC that that bodes well if you want to go win a national or not win a, win a Heisman, win individual awards and put up crazy numbers? Yes. So what does that do that's going to attract top talent across the country to come to Knoxville. Um, I'm excited to see what Joe Milton can do. Like I, in an era where, where it's so easy to just dart and, 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 in an age where it's like, okay, I lost my starting job. I'm going to be a little salty bitch and leave. 
he did it. He stayed. <laughs> I know you love when I say that. Uh, he stayed. It makes, it makes me so happy every time. <laughs> and it makes uh, me happy that Joe Milton stayed, matured, waited his yeah. turn out, and is a better person and a better quarterback at the end of the day for it. Got to well, go, boys. Uh, hey, well, okay, Brum. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Don't worry. Um, you know how I trust to win championships? The Snaps College Football Podcast. And it's because of all of the incredible community that continues to grow here on YouTube. Everybody hanging out in the chat, everybody listening to the pod, sharing it with your friends. Please, if y'all want to help the show, continue to do so. Hit all the likes, hit all the subs, sign up for FanDuel, promo code SNAPS, buy some SNAPS merch. SNAPS20 gets you 20% off. Uh, Aaron, uh, best of luck as you split your consciousness over the next couple of hours, taking everywhere there are takes to be had. Huge thank you to you to uh, Ryan Brumley, to Paul Farrington, to Pat Gunner, Danny Cardenas, the entire production team. Huge thank you to the volume and, of course, Papa Kala. And huge thank you to you, everybody, again, who hangs out with us every day. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.